Hello, and welcome back to the Wednesday Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden. Menu, please. And I'm your host, Ryan. Green tea, please. Nice choice today, Ryan. Um, today, we have a special guest, Owen, if you'd like to say hello. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm Owen. Good to have you on today. Um, on our menu, you're welcome. On our menu today, we have our classic, um, well, not classic, just what we've been up to this week, just going over our, how our weeks have been going. Uh, we also have Ryan's classic segment, Ryan. Love it, hate it, why? Uh, we also have um, questions by Google, one of my favorite segments because you can always learn something. Um, and then we have some questions related to culinary arts because Owen is a culinary student and he's going to be giving his own personal insights as well as the questions will be related to Anyways, um, Ryan, how have you been uh, this week? What have you been up to? So, as I've told you earlier, uh, this weekend I had a seminar for Kendo, mm-hmm. and it spanned over two days. There were a total of around uh, 11 or 12 sessions. I went to nine of them, and they taught you a lot of things, including techniques to use, uh, how to read your opponent, and especially the, the biggest part was uh, certain philosophies. For example, uh, uh, things to t- uh, they taught us things to get to your goal without getting lost along the way. So, the first thing they taught us was to always question what you do. Mm-hmm. Because once you have an understanding of what you do, it, it'll make your job a lot easier to get to that destination. Right. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And they also talked about. Uh... Actually, I think that's the that's the main theme of it. Right. So yeah, that's what I did this weekend. That's good. Anything else you've been doing this weekend? Uh, anything else? Well, the other thing is preparing for this. Right. And uh, I think I'm starting to prepare for uh, for school again when September hits. It's July, so really that's like a little bit nerve wracking for me. I know, but it's just preparing myself mentally. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, and how about you? What have you been doing this week? So this week I actually have no work because I've been working. Um, I took a week off because I'm actually going to the cottage tomorrow my family so that's something to look forward to um other than staying healthy and biking around and stuff just playing video games and sleeping in to be honest i haven't really corona's taken a lot out of me and work has too so yeah just getting by that's good that's not terrible and that's been relaxed during the summer um yeah uh for me it's been a busy week. Um, I'm trying to finish up my focus project, my focus groups uh, with UFT research stuff. So that's been fun. Just working on that. Um, we're nearly done. So I'm excited to say that. Um, also just going out and taking pictures. That's something I'd love to do. Um, I've also been watching The Expanse recently. I just popped up on my suggestions and I started watching it. It's a, it's a pretty good show. My personal Oh, basically it's just about the future and how like the colonization of other planets and just like political tensions between different planets kind of it's it's an interesting show yeah, yeah. no matter where you are politics is always a factor yeah it's surprising you would think that in the future we would get rid of it but no, it still exists and yeah, people have interests mm-hmm. anyways ryan do you want to jump into love and hater one yep so uh for owen this is a segment that i do every week sure basically uh i give you a word and you either reply love it or hate it and all in hopefully different tones ask why 
and then you give me a one-word explanation why. So, Jane, do you want to test it out? Uh, give sure. me a small demo. I'll give you two. Yeah. So, uh, lotion. Love it. Why? Useful. Controllers. Love it. Why? Utilitarian. Yep, and that's that's the that's how we do it. This right. kind of boring, honestly. I'm right. game. I'm game. This seems pretty easy. Jane, I've done many with you. <laughs> I'm running out of words for you. I know. All right, so Owen, I'll put uh, I'll put two minutes on the clock, and we'll sure. see how many we get through. So right, three, two, one, fruit. Love it. Why? Tasty. Toronto. Hate it. Why? Crowded. Hotels. Love it. Why? Clean. Omelets. Love it. Why? Foldability. Nerf. Uh, hate it. Why? Too OP. <laughs> Love it. Uh, travel. Love it. Why? Opportunity. Pokemon. Love it. Why? Fucking gotta catch them all. Wait, that's too many words. Uh. Yeah. Nostalgia. Sophie said the same thing. Cooking. Love it. Why? Passion. Onsen. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> Gaming. Uh, Love it. Why? Addictive. Bitterness. Hate it. Why? Darkness. Brownies. Love it. Why? Only edges. That's one word. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram. Hate it. Why? Envy. Mm. Knives. Love it. Why? Sharp. Cinnamon. Love it. Why? Ooh. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. That's why I thought. Hmm. Unique. Nintendo. Love it. Why? Japan. Apple, the company. Hate it. Why? Overrated. I feel you. Yeah. Japan. Love it. Why? Heaven. Oh, we actually got through that pretty quick and you gave us some good I gave us some good answers. So tell us about cinnamon. Yeah. Alright, so cinnamon's a very unique spice because you you see it a lot in uh, sweet dishes, but it can also be used in savory and like a really good masala mix will have um, cinnamon in it, like from India. So there's just there's so many things you can do with it. It's a, it's a utility spice for sure. So that's why I thought that one was interesting. It can also be risky to you, can't it? Can't it? For example, yeah. you know, like overpower some dishes. For sure, like you never want to make cinnamon the star of the show unless it's like you know a cinnamon bun or you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It is yeah. overpowering at times. Uh -huh. So tell us about your love for Pokemon. So it started probably in elementary school, and I think it was more like to do with 
wanting to have my brother's Pokemon cards because I I only collected Yu-Gi-Oh when I was that age, and he all had all the Pokemon cards, so it was almost like something I didn't have that I really wanted, and then it just became a passion, like constant YouTube videos of opening up booster boxes, like hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of Pokemon memorabilia and merchandise. I don't know, it just, it was something that I quickly fell in love with and I, like as you know Ryan, I, I actually made that a YouTube channel dedicated to it, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun little channel. <laughs> I forgot to mention, there's a little bit of business out here too. So, just as a little update, um, last week we didn't post because um, we were having difficulties with our um, SoundCloud. They want us to pay a, a large sum, and since we don't make any money on the podcast, we couldn't justify um, that. So from now on, we're going to be um, moving the majority of our episodes to YouTube, but Perfect. we will have the, the latest three episodes still accessible through Spotify and Apple Podcasts, just for a little update to let people know what's happening. Yeah, I think That's it was our little archive. Yes. Yeah. So that will yeah, be our was, archive. This was a total surprise to me. I had no idea you guys were doing this podcast. It's actually really cool. Yeah. yeah honestly, we I didn't really wanted to get interested in. This is yeah, our 12th episode. Yeah. So we did for about 12 yeah, weeks. Yeah, we did 12 weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still, like, really surprised, like, we got this far. Do you yeah. think you guys started it because of Corona? Or do you think it was just something that would have happened otherwise? So we had plans for this already, yeah. but Corona gave us, like, the perfect opportunity to just start right, it. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So there's some good things that came out of it for a second. This podcast in general. So, oh, and one more question about your answer. Talk, tell us about bitterness and your hate for it. I just think there's no room for it. And uh, uh, I, I, when you said bitterness, I, I wasn't even thinking culinary. I was more thinking about uh, someone's personal personality being bitter towards someone else or uh-huh. being bitter towards something. So mm-hmm. I just. That's that's a personality trait that I just really don't like. And yep. Yep. There's definitely like a lot of interpretations, and that's yeah. a good one too. Mm-hmm. All right, and that concludes my segment for today. Yeah. So let's uh, move on to questions by Google. So the first one that I I have today, thank um, from Google, is what country does the Sahara Desert cover? Because why not? Oasis supports some um, life forms in extremely arid deserts. Like this, this, the okay. We'll start from the beginning. There. <clears throat> the Sahara covers large parts of the of Algeria, Chad, Egypt, Libya, Mali. I'm not going to try to pronounce that, but it's a very complicated word or country name. Uh, Morocco, Nigeria, Western Sahara as a place. Sudan and Tunisia. I'm not sorry. Um, extends over nine million kilometers squared. Oh, that's interesting because a couple of those countries I didn't even know had like had a desert. Yeah. There's more too, and it covers a quarter of the African continent, so that's pretty impressive. A quarter, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Because when you think about like Africa, a lot of times you think of like uh, savannas, jungles. Mm-hmm. Like in the Dominican, or yeah. not Dominican, Congo, Congo. Yeah, I'm not too great on African geography, sorry. Alright, so... No, you, I always learn about new countries. I didn't even know how to pronounce half of them, so, yeah, it's tough. African countries are tough. Yes. 
Yeah, so uh, my facts today will all be about food because uh, Owen is our guest today. So the first one is a pretty common fact. Pound cake actually got its name from its original recipe that needed yes. a pound of butter, eggs, and sugar. This is very true. I learned this in uh, chef school, actually, and the recipe has changed yeah. over the years, but more or less, if you want to make a pound cake, that's how you do it. So. Yeah, because it's not a very like uh, efficient use of money. No, no it isn't at all. Like, who wants to spend that much That's really cool. Okay, so next up we have, what country has 11 time zones? Russia. Yes, that's right. Um, time zones of a country include that dependent terrors, except Antarctica claims France has the most time zones. Actually, no, France has 12. Russia has really? 11. Yeah. Uh, March 22. Just tell me here, but I'm going to read. Uh, Is it because it says, of the French colonies? Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know there's one off the coast of Canada, so that probably would add like a couple other time zones. So this is um, on March 28, 2010, Russia eliminated two time zones going from 11 to 9, but still has the most contagious. Is it because of sure Yeah, conti- continue. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Continuous, so, yeah. So it's since France's it's so big, are just it spread has. out. Exactly. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, so uh, do you guys eat a lot of gummy candy? I actually do. That's like an addiction yeah. I have. I know. I love gummy candy too. So gummy candy is actually shiny because of a wax coating. I'm sure you all know this, but the fun part is that the same wax is used on cars to give it the polish. Oh, really? Why yeah, can't they just use bee wax? That's what I thought too, but I guess like uh, it's a bit more expensive to make. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I guess it would yeah. be more a lo- more of a luxury item. So for example, maybe at a, like a farmer's market, if they had gummy candy, maybe they use beeswax. So this specific wax is called uh, Carnalba wax. Bec- and uh, even has car in the name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So another, some more stuff that's international. Sounds like a lot of international things. So what country has the most borders? Something Russia again? No, not Russia. No, Russia has uh, it's only facing down, so it would be something like uh, in the middle. Country borders with Russia, though. I'll just tell you guys. China has the maximum Uh, number of neighbors touching its border. The 14 countries touching its borders are India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Tagestan, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Mongolia. All the stands, it sounds like. Uh, Russia, North Korea, Vietnam, Laos, Man- Manning, I can't pronounce it. I know how to say it, but not right now. Nepal and... No, it's Ma- M-Y-A-N-M-A-R. Ma- Myanmar. I've Myanmar. heard people say yeah, yeah, Myanmar. Myanmar. Myanmar, yeah, Myanmar, that's it, I think. Um, and then... Putin, I'm not going to try. That's really... I'm just, like really struggling to pronounce these country names today. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a friend from Myanmar. It's a very like Buddhist country. It's very conservative, and at one point in history, it's uh they had like a uh, the military took over. <laughs> but I think they're out now. So it was like all under military control at one point. There's a military um, coup. Sounds like. I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan, because I was actually wondering: Are you still um, pursuing a Buddhist route in your soon future? So yeah, I. Uh, for me, I since I'm Buddhist, I, I, I uh, just try to live my life according to some of those rules. 
For example, I'm not a full vegetarian. That's one thing some Buddhists like to do. I don't. I wouldn't call myself like a really religious person, but I'd call myself a really spiritual person. Right. And uh, like later in life, if I get old and I have nothing to do, you know, the the Buddhist church or the Buddhist temple is always an option. That's fine. Yeah, because half my family are like a. My uncle's a monk, so and uh, my grandmother, she she does a lot for the for one of the temples as well. So that's right. It's it's half my family. And would that be somewhere in Canada or China or Japan? Uh, so like likely it might be in Canada, but if I had the opportunity to go to Japan and maybe China, that would be great as well. But that's a, that's talk for like when I'm sixty or like seventy. Right. Long time in the future. Long time in the future. So uh, I guess we'll move on to the next fact. So uh, I don't know if I, I'm sure uh, like culinary school has taught you this, Owen, but nutmeg is actually a hallucinogen in large doses. Because inside there's a natural compound called uh, mysterocene, and it has uh, mind-altering effects if taken in large doses. Yeah. Mm. It's it's most commonly used as like a prison drug. You you don't get people mm-hmm. in kitchens like putting it up their nose. But yeah, it's like it's a known fact that it will get you high. Yeah, it's really cool that yeah. yeah. So let's do a little chemistry today. Uh, which gas is known as a laughing gas? Laughing gas is nitrous oxide N2O, probably called dinitrogen oxide. It's a colorless gas with a sweet odor and taste. Inhalation leads to distortion, euphoria, numbness, loss of motor coordination, dizziness, and ultimate loss of consciousness. So that's very kind of depressing, but still interesting. Yeah, when you put that's it what... in words, it's like kind of scary. Yeah, it, it, it's laughing gas doesn't sound scary, but when you actually like, describe what it does, then yeah. Gets a little bit. But I guess that's just English in general. Yeah. Fair. Alright, so uh, my next my next fact is about wasabi. So I'm sure oh, you know this, Owen, but uh, most supermarket wasabi is actually just colored horseradish. The reason it uses this is because, first of all, it grows bigger. And then it's also cheaper at the same time, so you get a lot more bang for your buck. And uh, you can tell the difference because wasabi that you find in in convenience stores and restaurants tend to have like uh, this like play-doh look to it Mm -hmm. while the original like wasabi has a paler color and it will be uh, grainier right yeah a bit grainier and it's naturally a bit fluffier and uh and a bit flakier as well Hmm. so funny story actually the the sushi place that i work at nami that's downtown toronto i actually i made wasabi the other day and i kid you not it is pepper spray it is the worst thing i've ever experienced in my life because you have to viciously mix this wasabi powder with water with six chopsticks in your hand at the same time and this is like 10 times worse than cutting onions you're there for 10 seconds and your eyes light up like you got shot in the face or something and then your nose like blink, uh, blocks up yeah, as well. Yeah, and then you have to take a walk around the restaurant for a couple of a couple minutes. Yeah, wasabi is a really, really strong spice. Oh, yeah, they they use powder. They don't even have the real stuff. But like yeah. technically, it's 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 better than like horseradish, but it's yeah. powder mm-hmm. that they mix with water. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound really good for your, like, your health. No, probably not. <laughs> okay, let's jump into, um, is, uh, cashew, is cashew a nut or a seed? That's the question we have here. Cashew? cashew. It's the seed of a fruit, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. Uh, so the tree fruit of the cashew tree is a kidney or box glove shaped droop that grows at the end of a, the cashew apple. The droop develops first in the tree and then the pedicle, I don't know how to pronounce this, they're really giving me tough words to pronounce today, expands to become the cashew apple. But then the tree fruit is a single seed, the cashew nut. Yeah, and like I talked last week, coffee is also like in the same boat, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Damn, I should know this, but are cashew apples used in the culinary world? Shit. That's a good question. I should do some research. Cashew apples. Very interesting. Mm. They're very you guys, surprising. Let's look it up. Used to eat crab apples as a kid. No. Like those small apples that grow on trees. I actually have Probably. Once, but like they told my parents told me not to, so I didn't really. Aren't they really sour? Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like the most bitter thing ever. Okay. So yeah, the cashew apple can be eaten fresh, cooked in curries, or fermented into vinegar. So yeah, it sounds like people do do it a lot. Okay, Jane, how time. much time do we have for for facts? Oh, we got about, about ten minutes. We can go. Okay. So the next fact is uh, in Brazil, one of the most popular pizza toppings is actually green peas because it's just a really popular uh, vegetable there and they often appear on pizzas alongside raisins carrots and quail eggs mm, it's just great to see like how other cultures have their own palates and have their own like uh, their own specialties that others find rare hey i think peas on pizza would bang i might try that, that out. would be cool yeah that would definitely. be cool but peas, peas are a great vegetable Is that all the facts you have today, Ron? I have one more. Okay, go for that last one, because I will just let you go with the food fact. Okay, so this is a, a fact for living in Japan. So in Japan, sometimes you can actually find that eating out is cheaper than cooking at home. So this is true if you are buying yeah. groceries only for like one specific meal. For example, if you want to make ramen at home one day, the cost of ingredients can be like a, a lot more expensive than just going to a specialty ramen shop. Yeah. And you can all, always find these low prices in tiny restaurants that sp- uh, have specialized dishes, such as ramen. Sometimes they have certain rice, tonkatsu, for under $10 USD. Yeah, I remember. Cheap. Some good cheap ramen. Okay, let's move on to the, the questions of the day that we have. So the first question was, Ryan, please remind me. So the first question I had for Owen was, uh, I want to ask you all... F- whether you prefer sweet or savory in your fruits. So I guess we can start with Owen. It it totally depends, to be honest. But if if I were to choose one, um, I think savory for sure. Uh, Sweet is like very one-dimensional a lot of the time, especially if it's too sweet, because that's the only thing you're going to taste is sugar. A lot of the time in savory dishes, there's complex flavors where you can actually pick out uh, individual tastes rather than just getting this overwhelming one one um, note flavor. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. 
Yes, I wouldn't say it with such detail, but yes, I prefer savory foods. There's a lot more you can do with that. So that's our, our mini question. So Jane, could you uh, take us through our big question? Yes, one second, let me just pull it up here. Do you believe that a person can taste the same food differently? Yes. Or is it like, okay, it's kind of like David, why do you, why do you think that? Because everybody experiences things differently. Like, it's true. Um, I hear, here's a really good example. Gordon Ramsay mm-hmm. did this uh, little experiment on a cruise ship actually, and he, did a blind taste test and made people taste foods blind and to guess what they were. Mm-hmm. And the more people that guessed the food correctly, he chose those people to judge his food. The only problem was when it came to judging the food, all the people he chose chose the other person's dish that actually wasn't a chef. So right. it doesn't matter if you're tasting everything, you're not gonna have the same palette as a chef it's just mm-hmm. everybody's gonna have a different palette right and right. Um, so yeah I totally believe in that and for me I have a small story so uh, there was one time I brought these these shrimp chips the ones that come in little sticks you might find Chinese supermarkets to school mm-hmm. right. so I was just munching on them and then I, I just started letting other people try it and uh, each every single one of them like just uh, re- recoiled in like disgust <laughs> Because they, all they said was that it tasted like raw fish, but I, I absolutely could not taste that. So I feel like culture and could like you grow what up you with everything. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like culture and what you eat also affects how you perceive certain foods. For example, uh, I feel like us Asians have a really big tolerance to fish. Right. <laughs> so that's possibly why I, I couldn't taste that raw fish flavor that everyone else was getting, because I guess like food isn't part of their like everyday life. Or like fish isn't part of their everyday life or meals. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting thing to think about. Um, for me, I don't even know. I do think that yeah, individual, whatever you taste, if everyone has a different palate, they experience the world differently. But when it comes to food, it's interesting. Like, can people taste? Let's say, for example, because you were talking about cinnamon, cinnamon differently. This yeah. cinnamon tastes differently to two different people. That's like something that I'll never be able to know. But it's interesting to me, to think about. Another good, um, like, point is, like, Japanese people grow up with eating very different texturally balanced foods, right? They get mochi, which is very chewy and uh, gelatinous and glutinous, and then they get fish eggs, which literally pop in your mouth. I feel like with Westerners, a lot of the time, it's like... Um, the texture of the food is 50% if they like the food or not. It's not just the taste for them. Because I have friends that will spit food out just because of the texture that they perceive from the food. Right. So, yeah, I think, I honestly think like Westerners might be um, more picky than. I think so too. Definitely. I might just think about it. Yep. So there's, a, there's actually another food which, uh, which I could give example to. So I know durian. Others find it like really repulsive, really smelling. Some of us, uh, for example, I find it really like sweet smelling, not really that bad. Oh my God, someone's vacuuming. 
But yeah, uh, just, I heard that Japanese people, like in general, don't enjoy durian because of its strong smell and taste, or they so they find might find it disgusting. Some Westerners too just find the smell repulsive and won't touch it. But there's a lot. But I, I find like like some Chinese people just in like love it. Some South Asians too, because it's part of their local cuisine as well. Well, there's also a, a distinct taste that goes with durian, and I think maybe people from that culture just love that taste more. And it is, it's, it's that like almost going bad taste, but like not really, because it's very sweet and it's very like fermented flavor. So yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. So it's just about culture. What is durian? Yep. I don't know what that is. So durian is a very spiky fruit, and its okay. uh, its meat is very. How do how would you say it, Owen? Like sort of fleshy, powdery. Flat, yeah, flesh-like. It's like yeah, flesh-like. It's like rotting flesh. Interesting. That's the best way I can explain it. That doesn't, from the description, it doesn't sound very appetizing. Exactly, right? No, so, no. Yeah. Like uh, some of us just like absolutely love it. Uh, for me, that the fruit that I can't stand is jackfruit. Mm. Oh, I, I feel you on that one. Because the skin, when you look at, oh, if you look at the fruit itself, it just looks like rubber. Yeah, yeah. And it, but but uh, unlike durian, that smell actually like hurts my nose because it's just so like, sickeningly sweet. So jackfruits are actually used in two ways in the culinary world. You either uh, take them when they're very young and use them in like savory dishes, yep. or you wait till they ripen and they're sweet and you can use them in desserts. Yeah, I don't I don't like ripe jackfruit. I'm with you on that, Ryan. Well, um, we could talk some more, but I don't know what else we can add today. We're coming up to the the end, usually where we cut off. Anything else you want to talk about today, or Owen, you want to add to the podcast? Do you want a little plugs or something? I don't know. Uh, nothing, nothing really. I would love to talk more about Japan with you guys, because of course, yes. isn't it? We have time for that. Like we can. Yeah, we do. We'll turn sometimes. So yeah, how long has it been since then? A year and it's been a couple a months. Long. Yeah, a year and a couple months. Japan is always an interesting topic to talk about. There's always so much rich. We started this thing um, where whenever we talk about Japan, we have to put a dollar in like a bottle or something because I don't know, a jar or something. Because we talk about it so much, it's like half of our conversation. So we make that that jar so we have enough money to go back to Japan. Exactly. We have yeah, honestly, like it's been a year and a, and something, and we're still like talking about it. Like we're still, yeah, like, we we yeah. just went. Exactly. That's a really cool thing, you know. That even like two weeks in a foreign place can like change your life so dramatically. Oh, totally. But I guess we could tell the viewers about like some of our stories. So there was, so there was this one time we yeah. Well, not one time, but every day we we typically walked like thirteen total hours in the day. We wake up early, get home late, and every day we t- we tended to go uh, just go to the onsen. But just one, there was one day that Leo told us that one good way to like relieve stress or pain was a, a foot bath, a cold foot bath. And yeah, the three of us plus a couple others, we just got in a tub, right, and let our foot. And let her foot marinate in cold water. 
I so Mary can't believe we did this, man. That was, yeah. We, we only were did all it squished time. in there, man. Oh yeah. my god. It was like seven of us in one There's small one. hotel tub. Yeah. Oh my god. That was like our first couple days, too. Yeah, that was the first that was the first hotel we were at. Yeah. Yeah, Paulina is t- still hasn't gone over that we didn't invite her. Like, she's still yeah. mad about that. <laughs> I would be too. That was a really interesting experience. Yeah, like man. what? Like how can you miss out on that? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wait. Oh, and tell us about one of your more most uh, most memorable moments other than that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Ryan, who is that famous American politician we saw at the fish market? Uh, Paul Ryan or something? Yeah, we saw Paul Ryan. Oh, hey, got- yeah. <laughs> And that's when I tried unagi, which was my favorite, um, actually my favorite cuisine from Japan. Uh-huh. In Japan, I didn't even right. like it that much. And I was like kind of disappointed that day, but yeah. Yeah, the thing is me, what was it? Uh, it was Jane, Sean, and I. We, we actually missed that, uh, missing Paul Ryan because we had to run I back really to the hotel. I wanted to see Paul Ryan. He had a it's bodyguard sweet. right on him, eh? Like, well, of earlier, like when he was still serving, he was the third in line for the presidency, so it makes sense. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like, uh, that was such a coincidence. Like, we ran back to the hotel, and then we missed seeing a huge, huge uh, celebrity, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't call him a celebrity. American politician? You kidding? I mean, He's a comedian. I, I honestly yeah. classify anyone that people know. Like, <laughs> why does it a celebrity? Uh, Either good or bad. Yeah. Because he could say that. He wasn't that bad, though. No, but in all honesty, what will always stay with me from Japan is definitely staying in that temple. Uh-huh. For that night and doing the fire ceremony early, early that morning. What well, a beautiful we did experience! Miss, like, the, the second ceremony, though. Yeah, we did, but hey, the the first one is what counts, right? That's the waking up, waking with the sun. So uh, yeah. I don't know if you know this, Owen, but Miss was it Mr. Harvey actually plans on uh, going on another trip someday with like both groups combined into one. Yes, sir. So we'll get. I'll. We'll definitely like reach out to you when that happens. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Very exciting. It's not even. <laughs> that's, that's not even a discussion. Like we got. We all have to go back together. Yeah. Okay. Like being in the hotel room with just it's the dudes was so much fun. <laughs> so much oh fun. yeah. Our great. snack table overflowed. The, the seaweed powered room. Oh Dude, yeah. Let's, let's tell. Do you yeah. remember the ice cream we bought the first like? first couple hours we were in yeah, yeah. and it didn't melt in the sink like no. it just didn't melt yeah, i'm not sure what hours. i put in there but i don't think it's healthy at all <laughs> Probably not, no. me and jane were like japanese ice cream Bad. Exactly. decision yeah. and then there's that one time a michael chugged that vegeta bottle <laughs> oh my gosh too many good memories guys too many good memories I still, I still believe Ryan got Super Saiyan powers from that. Yeah, I would be surprised. Okay. Well, I think before we hit too many hours, because we have a limited amount of track time now, um, 
I think it's time to sign off. Ryan, do you want to do the outro today? All right, Ryan so that was outro. great. That was a good nostalgia trip. Of course. Really great to get to hear your voice again. After oh, yeah, as well as long. yours. Talking to you is nice, of course. Yep, I guess it's time to sign off because, like Jane said, we have a limited amount of time. I'm not sure how much that is, yeah. but he said it's yes. limited, so. His soundcloud is trying to charge us for stuff. I appreciate you guys for having me. What a great experience. Great conversation. Yeah, come back great as people. well. Yeah, we'll get you to come back eventually. Get you to come back. Keep your eyes open. Perfect. Anyways, um, check please. Menu please. Now that's gone. Now that's the credit please. Credit, Brian. You don't take the menu. Okay. Anyways, thank you for joining us today. Bye bye.